Hi, I'm uh, Gavin Giovanoni, Professor of Neurology from Bath and London School of Medicine and Dentistry, and I'm doing this podcast to really ask your help uh, and advice and input on a series of trials we're des- designing to test uh, antiviral agents uh, in Epst- uh, of targeting Epstein-Barr virus in multiple sclerosis. As you're probably aware, there's overwhelming evidence that EBV is the cause of multiple sclerosis. However, to prove it, we have to do experimental experiments to see if we can uh, target Epstein-Barr virus as a potential preventive strategy or a treatment strategy. Now, there are two theories around how EBV causes MS. The one is that it triggers autoimmunity. Uh, and then once it's caused the autoimmune cells to be developed, uh, the virus is not relevant to the ongoing uh, disease activity. The other uh, theory is that ongoing Epstein-Barr virus replication within the body, either in the periphery or in the central nervous system in the brain and spinal cord, is driving uh, MS disease activity. And if that is the case, then testing antiviral drugs that suppress EBV uh, is really important because that may be become a treatment for MS. You know, I've often referred to this as the so-called black swan thing, is that EBV is the cause of MS. It's actually driving the disease uh, and uh, that a new class of agents targeting the virus will uh, treat multiple sclerosis. Now, I actually favor the latter uh, hypothesis that it actually is ongoing EBV infection that's driving the disease, and there is quite a lot of circumstantial uh, evidence to support this. And uh, what I need your advice on is designing a trial platform. It's two trial designs uh, in people who are on natalizumab. Now, why natalizumab is important is because some observations uh, that relate to natalizumab treatment. I personally think we've learned more about MS from people on natalizumab than any other of the MS disease-modifying treatments. Now, natalizumab or Tysabri, uh, as you know, works by blocking the trafficking of immune cells into the central nervous system. And it does this by blocking adhesion molecules. So there's this Velcro-type system that white blood cells um, have to stick to the blood vessel before they can pass into the brain or the spinal cord to cause the MS lesion or the attack. And what natalizumab does, it binds to the so-called adhesion molecules, so it blocks this Velcro mechanism, so the cells can't see their receptors, can't stick to the blood vessel and pass through, and therefore passes by. And that leaves the central nervous system, the brain and spinal cord, you know, free from an immune system. Uh, and it treats MS. It's one of our most effective therapies in terms of stopping uh, relapses and new lesions on MRI activity. And depending when you use it, it can be quite a profound effect. Obviously, um, some people, when they get onto natalizumab after having had the disease for many, many years and are really quite disabled, uh, natalizumab stops new activity, but that doesn't necessarily stop the smoldering processes that have been set up by the other older lesions. But when you use natalizumab very early in MS, we think the effect is dramatic. And that's one of the reasons why in our center we're doing the so-called attack MS study to start natalizumab literally within the first week or two after the first clinical event. Because we think that may be the best time to use natalizumab. Anyway, when you stop natalizumab uh, um, and you wash it out, it washes out spontaneously, those cells start trafficking back into the nervous system. And over half the people who stop natalizumab will have recurrent disease activity, either in the form of a um, a relapse uh, or new lesions on the MRI scans. And we call this uh, natalizumab rebound, the rebound disease activity on stopping the drug. 
Now, for the vast majority of people, the uh, rebound activity tends to be relatively mild or moderate, but occasionally it can be severe. And tragically, there was a, 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 a patient who stopped the drugs themselves, had a catastrophic relapse, and died as a consequence of the relapse. And when the brain was looked at post-mortem, it was full of active EBV infection and immune cells attacking that virus uh, with the, the various mechanisms that immune cells use to attack viral infection. And, those, and, those, and that inflammatory reaction was probably responsible for the damage to the uh, myelin and the nerve cells in that vicinity. So the implication of this particular case is that the rebound activity is actually due to Epstein-Barr virus activation within the brain and the immune system attacking the virus. Now, how does the virus get into the central nervous system? So EBV is, an, is one of the herpes viruses. It belongs to the so-called gamma herpes virus class. And because it's a herpes virus, it's got two states. It lies dormant or in a latent phase, and, that, and its home is the actual B cell. And so we actually think the way the virus gets into the brain is via the B cell. So the B cell takes it in and then the virus gets activated within the central nervous system, causing the inflammatory activity and the damage. And this is the so-called Trojan horse hypothesis. The B cell traffics the virus into the central nervous system. And we think that's likely because if you use drugs that deplete B cells before you wash out natalizumab, so you can do that with what we call anti-CD2, uh, 20 therapies, so that's drugs like rituximab, ocrelizumab, or ofatumumab, then you prevent the rebound completely. So killing those B cells um, uh, stops the virus getting in and you stop rebound. Now the anti-CD20 therapies are actually uh, anti-EBV anti drugs because um, we know that in diseases that are caused by EBV, when you put somebody on rituximab, the viral loads drop massively. And this happens in people who have nasopharyngeal I mean, uh, EBV-associated lymphomas or a condition called EBV-associated lymphoproliferative disease. So this happens in people with severe immune suppression who've had, say, bone marrow transplants and they get this massive viral replication in their periphery. Uh, when you start them on rituximab, their viral loads plummet. So actual, uh, there is this thinking that maybe the anti-CD20 therapies that are very effective MS therapies are actually working as an anti-EBV drug. So then... Why don't we, instead of using uh, an anti-CD20 to prevent rebound, we use an EBV antiviral drug? You know, go in there with molecular tweezers targeting just the virus and leave the B cells alive and intact. And if that prevents rebound, then we know it's the EBV that's causing the rebound. And, uh, and so to do these uh, studies, I need some advice. So we want to put forward two clinical trials. So the first trial is basically taking people who are on, on natalizumab and leaving them on natalizumab and seeing if we can suppress viral, EBV viral uh, shedding from their saliva. We know from previous studies that if you take weekly saliva samples for three months, about 45% of people with multiple sclerosis will actively shed virus in their saliva. In other words, they've got lytic infection in their salivary glands and they secrete the virus. So to show that uh, a drug works against EBV, we've got to suppress this viral shedding. And so the, 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 the answer is very simple. We don't want to use other disease-modifying therapies because some of the other disease-modifying therapies may have an effect against EBV. For example, interferon beta, being an antiviral, teriflunomide, and some of the other disease-modifying therapies may be antiviral in themselves. We know natalizumab is not. 
So the question then would be just collect weekly saliva samples. You collect them at home in your freezer. And then after 12 weeks, we put you on an antiviral drug on top of natalizumab. And we then collect weekly samples again. And we just look to see how much shedding occurs in the first 12 weeks versus the second 12 weeks when you're on an antiviral. And obviously, if the drug works, it should stop would massively reduce EBV shedding in the saliva compared to the period where you're on no treatment. And that's what we would just call a simple um, uh, crossover design. We need about 30 people with multiple sclerosis and natalizumab to participate in that. And obviously, if the drug, call it Agent X, is shown to be effective against EBV, then we are confident that it's working against EBV. And then we would like to do what we would call the natalizumab, EBV natalizumab rebound study. <laughs> so what this means is people who've been on natalizumab for at least 12 months uh, agree to go into this trial, and then we randomize them to having um, to stop natalizumab, but to start agent X or a placebo, they won't know what they're on, okay, and then run them uh, for a four-month period, and we do MRI scans at month two, month three, and month four, okay or week eight, week 12, and uh, week 16. And, you know, if they if the anti-EBV drug works, you won't see any rebound, okay? Whereas in the placebo group, you will get rebound, and you can compare those results to see if the drug's effective at preventing uh, new lesions. And that will prove that an anti-EBV drug uh, is effective at suppressing uh, MRI activity in people coming off natalizumab. Now, I know that you're aware and you would say, well, this is too risky. I don't want to have rebound. Uh, and so what we would do is put a rescue arm in. So when you have your MRI at uh, week eight, which is probably just too early to see rebound, so we'll try and uh, scan you every month. And as soon as we see new lesions, and if, uh, we would say, actually, that uh, you're getting rebound, then we put you back onto natalizumab to try and prevent you having anything severe happening. Um, and so that would be what we would call the rescue arm. And then after the 16-month um, period, everybody will go back onto natalizumab and we'll leave you on the antiviral agent just to look for safety signal uh, going forward. We'd also like to include blood samples. Uh, and in a, uh, we'd also like to do lumbar punctures because we think that the lumbar punctures might, might provide us some information um, around uh, uh, EBV uh, reactivation as well. Um, So this is the natalizumab rebound study. So to get some feedback from you, I've designed a small questionnaire, and I would appreciate it if you could uh, um, look into the questionnaire just to see, you know, we want to ask you if you understand this study design. We'd like to know if it's ethical, if you think the rescue arm addresses the worry about uh, rebound activity. And obviously, you know, if you were on natalizumab or you're on natalizumab uh, and you were um, available for the study, would you participate? We'd just like to get some uh, level of engagement to see how attractive this is in terms of testing the EBV uh, uh, MS hypothesis. And we'd also like you to leave some comments if you have. So uh, 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 thank you. And if you uh, have any comments you can uh, answer them ask them online and i'll try and address them in the discussion